as we come together this new year, the song says, Oh, that it was great sin. That's you and me. We join together to do this way. All that we were praying to. All that we were praying to. Follow me in whatever version you have today. First, Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, starting with verse number seventeen, says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and has given us." the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. That is, in Christ, 
God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church. And we say it together. Praise be to God for his word. Hopefully you are in Christ and you're looking for new and better and greater days this year. The old has passed away. And behold, all things have become new. And you do know that some people aren't excited about the old passing away because they're used to things being status quo. They, they like things staying the way they are. But when we move on, the old has passed away and the new has come. We move on to greater heights. And, and sometimes folk don't always want the commitment that comes with that. Amen. But if any man's in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. 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 We want to remind you of a famous we're praying for this week as we start our fresh new year. As you know, we cover every family of our church in prayer uh, over the course of each month. And we want to start this new year off starting uh, with uh, prayer for the Bar, the Ben and Bob, the Kathy, and the Chisholm and Craig, and, uh, Chisholm and Craig families. And so please keep them in your prayers this morning as we pray. Let's pray for them this morning and this week week. I know this is a time of renewal where people are rededicating and refocusing themselves spiritually and so there may be extra attention that you're giving to your own devotional time so make sure that you include these names in your own personal devotion and prayer time. Let's continue to keep one another in prayer. We have seen COVID numbers go up a little bit as a result of holidays and travel and so make sure that you're protecting yourself and uh, it's probably a very good idea to stay still wear a mask and as you know we are still uh, doing our precautions here as it relates to uh, COVID-19. Let's be in prayer for our teachers, students, and administrators returning back to school off a break this week and let's be in prayer for our church as we begin a new year, an exciting year of uh, renewal and uh, refocus and revival and, and, and seeking to give ourselves to the Lord to be used of him uh, this year. So let's pray together. Uh, if you're online, you have prayer requests and you want to share those publicly, you can do so in the chat feature online or you can send those to us and we will make sure that we join in with you uh, in prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for your many blessings to us. Thank you for how you continue to watch over and keep us. And thank you, Lord, first and foremost, 
for a new year. Thank you for this 2023, Lord. Thank you that you allowed our eyes to open this morning and blood still running warm in our veins. And there's one more opportunity you've given us, first of all, to get things right with you and make sure our relationship with you is what it should be, but also another opportunity you've given us to go out and serve and make a difference in this world and our community and we say thank you and we praise you and we say Lord we know that it's not anything that we deserve but Lord it's because of your grace your mercy and your goodness to us because you have allowed us to live and see another day and we want to thank you Lord thank you for those that come out with a mind to worship to start this new year off the correct way. Putting first things first. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Making sure that God is first and foremost in their lives and they put him first in the new year. That's what we're here for this morning, to put you first, to show that you are first priority in our lives and to give you what we owe to you. Because you've been so good to us. How can we ever repay you? We can never give enough. We can never do enough to repay you for your goodness to us. And so, Lord, we simply and humbly say thank you. And we utilize the gifts, skills, and talents that you've given us to be a blessing to your people. For you said, for as you've done it to the least of mine, you did it to me. So, Lord, we recommit ourselves, we rededicate ourselves, Lord, to your, your service, Lord. We'll be sold out and committed to your work and your, your, your work in our lives, to work in and through us for your glory and for your, and for your kingdom. We, we put everything else secondary to worshiping you and bringing a, a smile to your face and bringing order and uh, bringing glory and honor to your name. Lord, we love you today because you've been so good and we declare today you are the most important person in our lives and we want to bring you glory bless your people as we gather today in jesus name we pray amen Good morning, Christ Assembly. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Christ Assembly. It's good a morning. beautiful day to be alive, and thank God for bringing us into 2023. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. came to praise his name this morning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. We need, we need your spirit. 
bread. Amen. Amen. Please ask these chapter 3, um, starting with verse 1. There is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity. A time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw stones, and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing. Verse 6, a time to search and a time to count as loss. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. And a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for Peace. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for your church this morning. Praise be to God for his word today. I want to talk this morning about getting a God-shaped vision for your life. A God-shaped vision for your life. Most are developing a God-sized vision for this new year. They have some extravagant things that they want God to do and that they want to see happen in their lives this new year. They have a large God-sized vision. They want to lose 100 pounds. They want to win lottery. They want to have a million dollars. They want to have a big car, a fancy house. They they want to get married. And, and, and nothing's wrong necessarily with all of these God-sized visions or resolutions that people are making in order to want to see these goals come to pass in 2023. But I want to say to us this morning, Instead, we should be making God-shaped visions for 2023 instead of necessarily God-sized visions for 2023. You see, because in doing a God-shaped vision, we uh, want God to accomplish his purpose in our lives this year, no matter what that looks like and no matter where that lines up with the grand size vision that we have for ourselves for 2023. I know that's not a popular way of approaching this new year because typically what we do on this Sunday is promise people God-sized things are going to happen for them in 2023. But the wisdom is in this. We don't know what will happen 
2023. But what we do want is for God's vision for us, his purpose and plan for our lives to be accomplished. It's not that having a God-sized vision is wrong, but the problem is that a God-sized vision has you and me at the center, and God is not at the center. Our resolutions we make is all about me, myself, and I, what we want for ourselves, and we many times leave God out of the picture. And Solomon gives us some wisdom, or I at least believe it's Solomon, it's some debate of who the writer of Ecclesiastes, but the teacher, as he introduces himself as in chapter 1, verses 1, also translated the preacher, uh, uh, he, he says to us that we've got to develop wisdom about the time and the seasons of our lives. In fact, he said it earlier in chapter 1, verse 14, with all of our God-sized visions that we have for ourselves of extravagant things we want in the turn of a new year. He says these words, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun and all of them are meaningless yeah. chasing after the wind. Yeah. That's yeah. what he says about our God-sized uh, visions that are not God-shaped visions. That we have these plans for ourselves and find ourselves chasing things and chasing things and many claiming this year what they were claiming last year. And we're over and over every year on the precipice of a new year trying to make these God-sized visions and this is going to be the year. And a lot of times those God-sized visions are not God-shaped or God-informed visions. And so Solomon, in my opinion, tells us this morning through Ecclesiastes, he says that we need to wise up about our plans, about our resolutions, about our visions for each year. That when we are making our plans, we need to submit our plans for approval from the one who sits on high. It's not that we don't make plans, but it says, Lord, all of my plans are tentative, and I wait to see if you give your stamp of approval on what I've determined I want to do. Even better, the better way is to seek him and search from him the things he's concerned about and what he wants to do and accomplish in the world and then align our lives with that. Or else we'll find ourselves, as Solomon says in chapter 1, verse 14, chasing the wind. Yes. Some people chasing that new honey, chasing the wind, chasing riches, chasing the wind. 
chasing status and notoriety, chasing the wind, and while chasing the wind, as it blows through our fingers, we neglect the most important things. We need to have not a God-sized vision, but a God-shaped vision. Yes. Solomon helps us get a God-shaped vision by telling us three things this morning. First of all, he said, you want a God-shaped vision for 2023. There's a principle you got to understand about time. There's a principle you got to know. And that principle is this. There is a season for everything. There's a season for everything. He says there's an occasion for everything and a time for everything. That there is an appropriate time that when we should or should not do things. You don't hear me today. And that there's not only a pro appropriate time or when things should or should not be done, there is an appointed time when things will or will not happen. That's what Solomon says. Wise up that there are some resolutions that should not be your resolution. Do I have a witness? Because it's not the appropriate time. You don't hear me today. And you... There are some resolutions that are not necessarily bad, but it's not the appointed time. The season is not right now. You might be claiming that new honeydew for 2023, but it may not be the appropriate time, number one, because you're not ready. You ain't healed from the last relationship. You're going to make him or her an idol and distract you from your relationship with God. It's not the appropriate time, but it's also not the appointed time, the God-ordained season for you to experience it. You need a God-shaped vision that you realize there's a season for everything. There's a season to birth he said, there's a season to die. Yeah. There's a season for everything. And notice how he gives us the extreme poles of opposites of things we can experience in life in verses 2 through 8. And he says, all of these good, bad, happy signs, up and down, sunshine and rain, all of these have an appointed and appropriate season or time. We only think that the appropriate appointed season is when the positive is happening. But Solomon says there's even an appropriate appointed season for the negative that everything in our lives has a season. And you got to understand, you might not always like the season you're in, but you got to understand whether you like it or not, it don't change the season you're in. So he says, sometimes in life it's time to establish things. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes it's time to destroy some things. 
I don't know which one it is for you, but that's the questions you should be asking God in your life. Is it time for me to establish some things, or is it time for me to destroy some things? Is it time to burn something, or is it time to allow something to die? Is it time to quit, or is it time to uproot what has been planned? There's, an, there's a season for everything. He said even in our emotions, verse 4, so it's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. We want to laugh, but there's a time to weep also. I don't know which season you're in, but you should be asking the Lord because maybe funny game times are open. It's time for you to get serious about it. He says, even in relationships, verse 5, time to throw stones and time to gather them in. He's not saying that literally, but it's literally a figurative language, a figurative language of, of going out and acquiring something and bringing it into you or letting it loose or even more so, more active than that, getting it out of the house. Because we let some things in the house that should be out of the house. We blocked some things that should be in the house from getting in the house. He says, possessions and ambitions, verse 6 and 7, time to search and there's time just to count your loss. Some of us, God's message to us through wisdom and says, there's some stuff in 22. Count it loose. Move on. Because sometimes some of us still searching for stuff that we should have just let it loose. I don't know which one it is, but that's what you should be asking the Lord about your life. Even in our possessions and ambitions, time to search, time to count as lost. It's a time to keep and it's time to throw away. Yeah. In communications in our relationships, verses uh, uh, 7 through 8, now I'm going to move on. It's a time to tear and a time to sow. It's a time to love. It's time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. I don't know which one it is for you, but that's what you should be asking the Lord. What season am I in to deal with the situations and people in my life and give me wisdom and humility to understand the season that I in so that not so that not so that I get what I want in 23, but so that you get what you want out of me in 23. principle you need to know. There's a season for everything. But then he says there's a perspective that you need to see. It's not only a principle you need to know, but a perspective you need to see. What, what is that perspective? Uh, preacher, what is that, that perspective? Teacher of Ecclesiastes, help me understand. He said the perspective is this. You can't Anything apart from God. All right. All right. You 
can't change anything apart from God. It's right there in verse 9 through 11. He says, what does the worker gain from his struggles? I've seen the task God has given the children of man or Adam to keep uh, them occupied. He made everything appropriate or beautiful in its time and has put eternity into, into their hearts. But no one can discover the work God has done from the beginning. What are you saying, teacher, preacher of Ecclesiastes? He says, you need to understand that with all your planning, you can't change anything apart from God. What does the worker gain from all his toils? The question asks, and it begs the question that the worker gains nothing on his own trying to make or cause something to happen in his or her life apart from God. This is what theologians or fancy Bible scholars call a fancy biblical word, God's sovereignty. What does that mean? He's in charge and you are not. <laughs> That's what his sovereignty means. It means he's in charge, you are not. That he's in charge of everything. There are some things that he causes, and then there are other things that he allows. You know the difference, don't you? He would send plagues to Egypt. That's what he calls. But then in Job's life, he would allow some things. He would allow the devil to come in and tempt Job and test Job for a momentary time. That's his sovereign right to do so as the creator of the universe. That he is sovereign. He causes some things and he allows some things. Whether he causes it or allows it. It's for you and me to learn the lesson. He's in charge. We are not. And if you don't get nothing out of this little message, maybe that's the simple message for you this year. With all your planning for 23 of what you're going to do and what you're going to see in 23. In 23, it's about me. <laughs> that, that may be your perspective, but Solomon wants to remind us that there are some things that you cannot make happen on your own. Yes, that's right. Seek the Lord. Yes. Yes. See, it's God who orchestrates the affairs of our lives. It is God who ordains. The affairs of our lives. I, I'm trying to help your perspective because our perspective in church has become too humanistic, too human centered. We're at the center of our lives, but we forgot there's someone larger, bigger, stronger, and more wise than us that is ultimately in charge of every aspect of our lives. He ordains what will be. And he ordains when it will be. <laughs> so you can claim all you want for 23. If it ain't for him, if it's not a part of his plan for 23, I don't care what you do. You can kill yourself, but it ain't going to happen in 23 if it ain't a part of his plan for 23. Yes, sir. 
Solomon understood this. Psalm 31 5, he says, My time is in your hands. We've forgotten that. We think time is in our hands. You see, he is sovereign. But let me move on. Solomon don't want us to get it twisted. Because God is sovereign, he says this too. There's certain aspects to his will that are a mystery. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to bring you back center because you've been taught by your favorite televangelist you can know everything about what God is going to do, when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it. But that's not Bible. If you knew everything about how God was going to work and when he was going to work and how he was going to do it, he would not be God. You would be. And notice what he says. He has put eternity in our hearts. That work and also uh, uh, he's made everything appropriate in his time or beautiful in his time. He's put eternity in our hearts. It can be translated darkness in our hearts in the sense of that there's just some things we don't know. We stood in this place on the transition of a year that we would face the greatest pandemic of our lifetime and no one was predicting it. Why? Because there are some things we do not know. I know you with your smart self, with your degree and all your knowledge. I know you know more than grandmama and them used to know. But grandmama and them knew something that you and I need to know or relearn. And they would sing the song, there are some things I may not know. There are some places I cannot go. But this one thing, I know. I am sure <laughs> God is real. Because I, I can feel Him in my soul. There are some people, I say it all the time, you say it. When I worked on the floor and I tell them, fellow healthcare workers, I said, you know, it's almost like at the end of the year that something clicks and that something realizes, oh, it's the end of the year. And we got a few more people that need to die before it switch over to the next year. There are some people who began this week thinking they would be here today that are not here. It's dark to us. Yeah. And it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Because when things are dark and you can't understand it all, it forces you to recognize He is God and you are not. It's a, a, a mystery to His will. Uh, sometimes. Uh, the irony is that many of us, we are using this day to proclaim what will be in our lives uh, and in the lives of others, but 
that may or may not be the case. There are certain things about God's will we know. Very clear in this word. I want you to rejoice in all things. I want you to be faithful to your spouse. We got very clear things that, oh yeah, I know that's in his will for me because he says it very clear. But then there are the gray areas of life and say, this could go either way and I don't know how it's going to go. I want to tell you something. Despite what everybody is telling you about what they know about you this year, I want to be up front with you. I don't know what's going to happen with you this year. I don't know. This could be the greatest year of your life, or it could be the worst year of your life. I have no clue. We hope for the best, but we don't know. And recognizing you don't know is the beginning of wisdom. James says it this way. Don't say you're going to do such and such tomorrow or go to this place and such and such place and do business. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills. I know y'all like Old Testament, but I just wanted you New Testament. That the wise person always makes Plans tentative. <laughs> As old folks used to say, if the creek don't rise. All right now. Come on, boy. We know you are. Come on now. Come on. I'm done. My time is gone because you don't like this. Come you want to be coming to the world. I tell it. Tell it. He's sovereign. Yeah, I do. But you got some responsibility. Because God is sovereign does not mean you can sit on your hands and do nothing. It's right there in the passage. He has given us work to do. He has given us work to do. If he's given work to a worker, a worker's job is to work. You've got some responsibility. you got some jobs to do. you got some things that God wants you to do. He wants you to participate in this thing. You're not a passive recipient in this thing called life. You are active. He has included all your choices and things that you want to do. A part of what he's going to accomplish when he's going to accomplish it. You do what you have been called to do and you seek him and say, Lord, this is what I want to do as I can gauge it according to your word, but I'm submitting it all to you. This is not the same. He says, what does man gain from all his talk? He's not saying you don't, you gain nothing so don't do anything. What he's saying is this. We gain nothing from our work. It, it, it is to say that we can't do anything without Him. There's no benefit to our efforts, our toil, or our labor if God is not at the center of it. Amen. In fact, 
If God's not the center of it, it's sure enough becomes work. Burden and toll. Trying to make something happen. Trying to make something not happen. You got to go, Hezekiah Walker, help me. This whole song, Hezekiah Walker, we don't sing these songs anymore. Uh, he sung a song that says, you got to learn to accept what God allows. Why? He's in charge. You are not. Yeah. So maybe this is our issues when it comes to resolutions. We're trying to work and change things apart from what he wants or when he wants it to happen. There's one last thing. I'm done. There's a principle to know. There's a season for everything. There's a perspective we got to see. You can't change anything apart from God. But lastly, there's a practice. I told you you got some work to do. There's a practice for you to do. And here it is. What what is the key to this thing called life? Everybody's trying to figure it out. Everyone's trying to work it out. Everyone's seeing psychiatrists to try to help them work it through. I'm going to give you the key. (laughs) Right here. It's right here in Ecclesiastes. 3 verses 12 through 13. What's the key? The key is this. Not only for life, but in 2023. What's the key? Enjoy the work you've been given to do each day. And make all your plans tentative. (laughs) That's the key to life. Enjoy the work you've been given to do each and every day. And make all your plans tentative. It's there, I'm done. It's right there in verse. He says, uh, is in verse 12. I know there's nothing better. There's nothing better for them, you and me, to do than to rejoice yes. and enjoy the good life. <laughs> it is a gift of God whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. I know that everything God does will last forever. There is no adding to it or taking away from it. God works so that people will be in awe of him. What are you saying, Solomon? He says the key to this life is this. First of all, enjoy each day God gives you. Footnote, it might be your last. Amen. Amen. When you got out of the bed, enjoy it. Yes. Today is the first day of 2023. You ought to be tickled to death that you are here right now. Enjoy! Because guess what? Every day your eyes open. It's another day. Do two primary things. Make sure you're all on good terms with God and to use any and all means necessary to do the things that he has given to me to do today to impact this world for when I'm gone. 
jobs, and most of us looking for the day, we can tell that man our choice words, yeah. and we don't have to go there anymore. Yes, Call retirement. Yes. Solomon says, for the Christian, you might retire from your job and from needing to go to someone else's place of employment to get work. But Christians don't retire until they leave here. Enjoy every single day at the work God has given you to do. You got work to do. If it's a day that you're alive, it's a day he's expecting yes, to work yes. out of you. To use you for his glory, yes. for his kingdom, to, yes. to bring glory out of you for his glory. If you are alive, he says enjoy, eat, drink, whatever God blesses, with, he blesses you with, enjoy it. We have not found contentment. We're always looking for the next blessing. But take some time to enjoy what he's already given you. Know, yes, sir. What he's already given you. Yes, so I'm coming to the conclusion. Each day, get joy. Find joy. We were gathered uh, last night at the turn of the, the new year and my kids reminded me and I, I'm glad they did and this kind of goes back to that uh, train up a child they they they, uh, they they catch things whether we know it or not and uh, my daughter came down stairs and she said uh, daddy uh, are we going to stand around in a circle and pray because that's what we do at Nuki's house on New Year's Eve we always stand around in a circle and pray and Say one thing we're thankful for. Oh, yes, that was far from my mind. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. I was too busy worrying about what they were going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, yes, we're definitely going to do that. Uh -huh. well, well, what is that about? It's, it, it's saying this. It's, it's that we need to enjoy. Uh -huh. well, I was going to say that she, they went around in a circle and they said, well, what is your Resolution. What do you want to do? I told him, I said, I want to find joy in every single day that I live. It may be cloudy, but I want to find some joy in that. Folk may die around me. But I want to buy some joy. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. That's old. Um, I'm trying to quit. But as the, as the, the, the old writer said in the good old uh, uh, poem that I had to memorize, when things go wrong, I say, sometimes real. The road you're trudging seems all uphill. When funds are low and debts are high, you want to smile, but you have to sigh. Get it. When cares are pressing you down a bit, rest if you must. Yes, yes. But don't you quit. Yeah. Yes, yes. That'll be some of your goal this year. 
Find some joy yeah. in every single day yeah. that your eyes open. Yeah. If for no other reason, this is the day yeah. that the Lord has made. I'm done. I can go on. I'm done. But I want to tell you, turn your plans over to the Lord. Give the Lord your life and trust Him to order your steps. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Enjoy the new year the Lord's provided for you. Yeah. Some didn't make it. Yeah. Here it is. Get busy. All right. Working. Get busy. Because remember I said he's given the worker work to do. Get busy working doing what God called you to do. Recapture the joy of your service to God and his people and your community. Because guess what? Solomon says that and these are one of the only pleasures you get Thank you. in this life. Thank you. Eat, drink, and be merry. And work while it's day. Let's pray. Father, help us to find joy in all that we do and in every season that we're in. It doesn't mean that every season is going to be a happy season, but we can find joy. May it be so for every person in here. May we make all of our plans as we can best gauge based on your word. But may we make all our plans tentative, subject to approval. Lord, give your people wisdom. There's a time and a season for everything. They may be seeking you, Lord, to know, is this a season to plant or uproot? Is it a season to build or tear down? Is it a season to laugh or cry? We may not always understand, but the beginning of wisdom is to acknowledge you and to seek you for the answer. So I pray, Lord, you help your people to realize the season they're in. If there are some things and people that need to be leave behind because that's the season they're in, then do that. Lord, help them to do that. And, but Lord, if there's is a season to hunker down and stick with it and, 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 and keep nurturing, then help them to do that. Help them to understand the season that you have them in. And may they bring you glory in the season that you have them in. 
we thank you, Lord. And for those that don't know you, Lord, give them the courage. Help them to know it's their season. I know it's their season because you said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And we don't have to wait for a particular time to give our lives for you. It's always time and always. Today is the day of salvation, your word says. So it's always an appropriate time to give my life to the Lord. So they're wondering if they're season about giving their lives to you. Help them know today is the day. That the current moment for getting our lives right with you is always today, according to your Lord, help us to rededicate, revive our commitments, refocus on what's most important. Have a smile on our face as we go through this thing called life. In Jesus' name. We want to commune this morning. It's the first Sunday of the new year. Very appropriate time for us to commune together. So as we commune today, we're going to invite you to usher. We'll direct you around to come around and receive the elements. Take them back to your seat. And once everyone has received the elements, then we will um, commune together. If you're worshiping with us online, get something to eat or drink at home and be prepared to commune with us. But let's go ahead and start communing together as the usher directs you around. Come around and receive the elements for communion. And uh, we will commune together. <clears throat> On the day that the Lord was betrayed, he gathered his disciples in a set place. And when he gathered them there together. He took bread and he broke it. Before he broke it, he gave thanks. He gave thanks, he broke it and distributed it to his disciples and said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take it, eat it, endure it, and remember some faith. The same way, he took the cup, he gave thanks for it, then he distributed it to his disciples. This is my blood which is shed for you. Take it, drink it, endure it, and remember some me. For as often as you do it, you commemorate my death and my suffering until I come. Why do we do this? Because we look back to the past, to the day that our Savior carried that old rugged cross up a hill called Calvary. And he was crucified there for your sins and mine. He paid a price that he did not owe because yes, we owe a debt that we could not pay. We look back to that. But then we look inwardly to say, and as I partake of this cracker and juice that represents the body of my Savior, that as I partake of that, I'm literally saying my Savior lives in me by faith. That I trust in him as my Savior and I'm seeking him to be Lord and Master of my life each and every day. I may be a little like him, but I want to be more like him. I'm not perfect, but he didn't require me to be perfect. He was perfect because I'm not perfect. 
but I want to be more like him each and every day. And then we look forward to the day that we ultimately will commune with him, never to be separated from his presence again. He told his disciples, he says, I'm not going to eat and drink with you while you're communing. I'm going to wait until I do it with you in my Father's kingdom. We look forward to that day too. One day when he calls us home, we will be in communion, common union with him forever and ever and ever to be separated again. Hopefully you got something in your hand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what your people hold in your hand, in their hands. Lord, bless and consecrate it. We thank you for the purpose for which it serves for us to remind us of the sacrifice that our Savior made for us. Helps us to be reminded that he lives in us and we should be seeking to live for him each day and be more and more like him each day. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ crucified on the cross for your sins and mine. He was crucified so that we would have life. Hebrew writer says, without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sin. Someone or something had to pay the price for your and my sin. He did that. Let's communicate. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for you and me. His blood still has cleansing power. He said to the people of Judah through Isaiah, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I can make them white as right His blood still cleanses us and still makes us clean before a holy God. Father, we thank you for as we communion together today. May we live out who you are in us. You are in us and may we work that out and may it manifest itself in our daily interactions and what we do and say. In Jesus' name.
Now, this becomes an opportunity for us to give of ourselves for the benefit of others. As I said earlier, that the Lord said that when you did it to the least of mine, you did it to me. The way we give back to God is by being a blessing to others we come in contact with. So as you give today, know your gift goes to impacted lives, to help people develop spiritually, to minister to needs, and help the ministry of this church continue to make an impact on this community. So let's give well today, this very first Sunday of 2023. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can scan that QR code on the seat in front of you with the tablet
your month, this new year, if you're celebrating a birthday or anniversary, if you're celebrating a birthday or anniversary, just slip your hand up in the air if any today, none in-house today. Um, and uh, if there are some that are not present with us today, uh, know that you should receive a card from us in the mail. Uh, we want to remind you uh, a spiritual gift survey uh, that was given out um, to everyone, shared with each member uh, as we mobilize each member this year for service. Uh, one of the ways we're doing that is, first of all, helping to go through a self-discovery of uh, some areas that you may be gifted in. And so that spiritual gift survey um, is, is to help us to begin to plan and think through that. Um, remember, you're supposed to email me your results once you've completed it. I've only received a few, so if you haven't done that, please go ahead and get that done uh, as soon as possible as we uh, begin to continue to execute plans for uh, the new year. Our 2022 contributions did uh, were sent out via email yesterday, so check your email. If you didn't get it, make sure you check your spam or something. And if you didn't get it, uh, let us know. We will make sure that you uh, receive your our copy. We want to say a sincere thank you to those that gave uh, and supported our ministry over the course of 2022. We did meet and surpass our budget for allowing God to use you to be a blessing uh, to others. Well, next week, immediately following service, we will uh, have our annual church membership meeting. So we ask that all members just be prepared to stay after an extra 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, as always, we'd like to present you a plan and budget for the new year just so that you know uh, what we intend to do uh, with the offerings for the new year. And so uh, be prepared for that. Uh, or next week. Um, uh, next week we will have some uh, some um, some invite cards for you. They didn't get from the printer uh, in time, and so next week we'll have some invite cards for you to make it easy for you to share and invite folks to church. And we'll tell you how to utilize those on next week once we hand those out to you. Uh -huh. um, we will start our annual Daniel fast on next week. Uh, for those of you that are on our church text messaging list, uh, in your regular link that you're sent every Sunday uh, is a link for the 2023 fast. We are doing the Daniel fast in conjunction with a spending fast. And I won't spend time uh, explaining that during worship service, but if you'll click that link, it has an explanation for how everything's going to work. And uh, next week we'll start answering questions. So remember, when you wake up next Sunday morning, uh, we will be on the Daniel fast, okay? Uh, and so spend some time this week reviewing that material in preparation for that on next week. And by all means, reach out to us if you have question. Bible study will resume for the new year this Tuesday night at 6.30. We meet via Zoom. Uh, you can also uh, uh, meet us um, via Facebook Live and we're excited to come out from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 uh, verse 17 and following and you have that in your, your link sent out every Sunday morning. I want to thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, I 
I think I covered everything that I wanted to cover. Thank you so much for being here with us on this Sunday. Uh, and we thank the Lord um, for you uh, being here uh, and worshiping with us today. Um, I believe we've covered everything, so we're going to have you all stand. And as you stand, <coughs> thank you for that. Um, we do have a visitor this morning. We'll say God bless you yeah. to you. Oh. And, uh, we pray uh, you got something out of the service, and uh, uh, welcome back anytime. You don't have to say anything. Uh, we, we don't do that here. If you want to say something, you can, but we, we don't usually make people stand up because I know people don't like talking. Okay. But God bless you. Before uh, you dismiss uh, the, the whole family, the Hope and Wall family, I forgot to tell them we weren't having church last Sunday, so she came up here. She got everybody in the church just a little gift. So as you go out the door, the usher's going to read you a gift. And she wants to wish you a prosperous new year from her and her family. Amen. As you stand today, we discuss Bible study uh, via Zoom and Facebook Live on Tuesday. We hope to see you there. Remember, family worship is a very good time to recommit to family worship this new year. Uh, you can learn more about that by going to our website, ChristAssemblyChurch.org forward slash resources forward slash family dash worship. Great time to start that, especially if you have younger ones. Uh, great way to pass on your faith uh, to the next generation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that's taking place. We pray you're pleased by all that we have attempted to say and do. Lord, help us leave this place being wise about our lives. May we find joy, eat, drink, and be merry, and enjoy the blessings you've given us. And may we put our hands to work to do the things you've called us to do. And may we do that each day, finding joy in both. And we know that when you call us home, Whenever that will be, uh, we want to hear, well done. Yes, sir. Good and faithful mm -hmm. servant. Yes, sir. We've gathered to connect. Now, Lord, we go connecting with others, sharing with them the good news of who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you today.